Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Hello, Nat Sound. Welcome to Nat's Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I will hopefully be joined here in a second by Dave Nichols from the District Sports page. There he is. Coming to you live after the National 7-4 win over the Baltimore Orioles in Camden Park. Uh, Oriole Park at Camden Yards, I can speak. I had a rush to set this one up again. Dave, are you there? I am there. Hi, Dave. Big win for the Nationals Hello. tonight. They stop a three-game losing streak. Give us a second to get set up here. These quick turnarounds are tough. We'll start with Jordan Zimmerman on the mound, Dave. 2-0 and in his last three starts. One earned run in his last 22 and two-thirds innings pitch with one walk, 17 Ks. A 183-202-232 line against over that stretch. Uh, pitching in Orioles Park tonight where he had a 4-3-5 ERA, 315-355-330-346 line against in 39. Oh, I'm sorry, he's on the road. That's his road stat. 4-3-5 ERA, 315-355-346 line against in 39 and third innings pitch. 2-2-7 ERA, 236-275-314 at home in 67 and a third. Down one nothing after one, after a single double RBI ground out. Leaves a 2-1 fastball up for Caleb Joseph in the second. Two-run home run, 3-2 to Orioles at that point. 44 pitches in his first two innings pitched. Solo home run by Steve Pierce on a 1-2 curveball in the fourth. 4-2 to Orioles at that point. Four earned runs in 29 and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, over his last four starts, he gives up four earned runs and four innings pitched tonight, but somehow manages to leave this game in line for the win and get the win, making the win stat even more meaningless. Not particularly sharp tonight, but able to get it when the Nats picked him up. Yeah, he was able to qualify for the win for two reasons. First of all, um, he pitched just well enough, and second of all, the, <laughs> the Nats got him enough runs. It's, uh, um, you know, let, let, let's be frank, as good as Jordan Zimmerman was last time out. He was that's not not as sharp tonight um, equally. Uh, just uh, um, had trouble locating. Obviously, uh, gave up the two home runs, uh, which uh, he doesn't do a whole lot of. Um, you know, he didn't walk anybody. So people are saying, well, how can you say he wasn't uh, um, locating his pitches? I mean, there's a big difference between uh, con- control and command. He was able to control the ball tonight, so he was throwing strikes. Uh, but he was unable to command it, put it where he wanted to. Um, you know, grooving, grooving a fastball is still throwing a strike, but you don't want to do it a whole lot because major league hitters will hit it out, and that's what we saw tonight twice from uh, from Jordan Zimmerman. So I suppose we could uh, cut him some slack. Um, you know, he was on paternity leave. He, he rushed back to make the start tonight. Um, perhaps he wasn't either, A, completely focused, or B, completely rested for the start because, um, we did not get uh, typical Jordan Zimmerman tonight. Oh, not typical, but he did enough, like he said. Miguel Gonzalez on the mound for the Orioles tonight, 3-1 and one and 7 starts at home this season, where the 31-year-old righty had a 3-2-5 ERA and a 2-15, 2-85, 3-93 line against and 41 in the third innings pitch. 
uh, gave up two in the second, bases loaded, double play grounder by Ian Desmond, two out RBI single by Michael Taylor, gave up a solo home run in the sixth by Bryce Harper that made it 4-3, and then a three-run blast by Danny Espinosa, 6-4 at that point. Uh, stats on him going into the game were that you had to get to him early because he kind of got stingy as the game went along, but it was opposite tonight. Danny Espinosa with a huge three-run blast there. I had on my notes here, uh, he's got to be the biggest surprise for the Nationals in this first half. You know Escobar coming back and putting up good numbers is great. Uh, Bryce Harper's putting up fantastic numbers and MVP-ish kind of numbers so far this season, but Danny Espinosa's got to be the surprise of the first half, and he came up big tonight with that three-run blast. Yeah, you know, Danny Espinosa is a fascinating study, and we've talked about it on numerous occasions on this show, and uh, you and I have both written about it repeatedly. Um, you know, 2012 really took a lot out of out of Danny Espinosa. I mean, he played through, um, you know, just a devastating injury, um, came back the next year and then tried to play through a broken thumb and, um, you know, just et cetera, et cetera. And really injuries derailed his career for the better part of two and a half to three seasons. And, um, you know, what what he's doing now is what he was doing before he got hurt in 2012. So um, is it surprising? Yes, it's surprising because after the accumulation of injury, um, and now that he's healthy, he's still being able to produce um, on the same level as he did before he was injured. I mean, you don't see that a lot. And um, a lot of people had given up on Danny Espinosa completely. You know, um, you know, the, the calls to, to trade for Chase, Chase Utley before the season, and et cetera, et cetera. But um, really, with, with Anthony Rendon being out of the lineup as often as he has this season, um, it, it's it's completely. <laughs> completely arguable that Danny Espinosa has been the Nats' first half MVP. I mean, as, as much as Bryce Harper has done for this team, you know, people expect Bryce Harper to do it. I think a lot of people had completely written Danny Espinosa out. And while um, I, I certainly don't think that, that he, has, um, he has all-star numbers, he doesn't, but he, um, if he has not been able to produce the way the Nats, um, the way he has for the Nats this season, they, we would have seen, you know, 200 at-bats from Dan Ugglin. I don't think anybody would want to, want to have seen that. You mentioned Chase Utley. I just thought it was humorous that Ruben Amaro got himself in some trouble this week by saying that Chase Utley's not necessarily going to go back in second uh, when he comes back from the DL with Cesar Hernandez playing as well as he could and just another you know, long line of gaps by Ruben Amaro Jr. to kind of throw your uh, – I almost said throw someone under the bus, which is quite possibly my least favorite overused cliche of all time, but it kind of fits in this one. What? The idea that everyone was clamoring for him when Danny Espinosa looks like he's going to struggle again this season at the start and coming up big right now, just a big change for Danny Espinosa. Uh, the Orioles lead the majors in outfield assists. They got number 26 early in tonight's game. Just a great defensive game all around. Really nice plays on both sides of the field. But uh, UNL Escobar singled with one down, one out later. Clint Robinson doubles, line drive to right. Steve Pierce fields it, throws in the uh, – Ryan Flaherty at second, he skips a throw to home where Caleb Joseph makes a play, gets the UNL Escobar going there. Aggressive play by the Nats early to try to get a run across there and insert Wilson Ramos should watch this joke here, which everyone did on Twitter basically after that happened. But really nice play defensively by the Orioles there, and you can see why they're able to rack up the outfield assist that they have, 26 on the year so far. Well, sure, and and Steve Pierce is not one of the better defensive players either, so... Um, you know, when a guy like that's contributing on defense for them, you know, that they've got something going. But, um, you know, th- this is what the Orioles do. You know, they, they mash home runs and they play good defense and they get, um, you know, just enough pitching. It's really kind of a 
interesting uh, combination that they put together. People look at the Orioles roster and they they wonder how can this team um, have competed and made the playoffs the last couple of seasons. And and it's a simple formula and it's kind of the same formula that they use during the Earl Weaver days. It's it's you play defense and and you hit home runs and and you get enough pitching and and they're doing the same thing right now. Um, the, the the one thing with the Orioles that they haven't been able to take advantage of is they've drafted all these really good young pitchers uh, and they keep getting them hurt. So they have to go out and find, um, you know, the Miguel Gonzalez's of, of the world to, to, to pitch for them while uh, Dylan Bundy, is, you know, continues to be hurt. And, and before him, Chris Tillman and Tillman's uh, functioning now, but he's, he's nowhere near the prospect that, or the, the player that, that he was a prospect. Um, and kind of the list goes on and on for the Orioles. So they have to make do with the starting pitching, but their defense and, and, and home run hitting uh, kind of makes up for it in that regard. Yeah, I don't want to, I didn't fact check Gary Thorne, but during the game tonight, I think he said 40% of their offense so far this season has been generated by home runs. FP Santangelo noted at that point that you kind of live and die by that. If you're not hitting home runs, then you have a tough time generating runs and, seems to be the case from the little I've seen of the Orioles since I watch as little AL ball as I can since I despise the DH and the whole brand of baseball they play. But that's another story. Getting back to the sixth inning tonight, <laughs> Bryce Harper with his 26th home run of the year, Danny Espinosa with his 10th to put the Nationals up 6-4 to four at that point, Jordan Zimmerman out after that when they take the lead, Blake Trining comes on, issues a one-out walk in the first first frame of his night, gets a double play grounder out of Ryan Flaherty to end that inning. I think it was a seven-pitch inning. Uh, comes back out for the seventh inning, issues back-to-back walks to Caleb Joseph and Manny Machado, gets two outs, one on a really aggressive throw of the third by Wilson Ramos on a bunt in front of the plate. Felipe Rivero comes on after that against Jimmy Paredes, just throwing heat, gets a fly ball to center field for out number three of the frame, six to four there. A nice recovery by trying and then continued impressive outing by uh, Felipe Rivero, who just shows no fear out there. A young left-hander really kind of surprised everyone this season by coming up when he did and sticking with the Nationals so far. Yeah, you know, um, I'll, I'll speak to Trinan first. Um, I thought he was overthrowing a little bit, especially there in the second inning when, um, you know, when he walked those two guys. I mean, he was he was only throwing 94-95 as opposed to 97-98-99 with the fastball, so he was obviously trying to guide it in for strikes, and he was doing the complete opposite uh, Overthrowing and leaving it out on the corner, so he got himself into some trouble there. But, um, but like you said, Rivero came on, and I know you've been a champion of Rivero since <laughs> since he was back uh, in Syracuse. So, um, you know, pats on the back to to federal baseball there for uh, championing Felipe Rivero, the Nets' newest lefty in the pen. Yes, and Rizzo pointing to his head for getting him in the trade he did. So, all around pats on the back and pointing to the head. Casey Jansen not particularly sharp last night. Comes out in the eighth inning, 12-pitch frame, two Ks. He makes me a little nervous when I watch him because he's just jittery, young, old, old reliever out there, never stops <laughs> moving on the mound. Makes me all a little bit uncomfortable, but a really nice outing tonight after he wasn't particularly sharp last night. Right, and I think, uh, you know, we've talked about this with Jansen before. I think that's what we're going to see with him. I mean, he's a guy that, um, that isn't going to blow anybody away. He's only throwing mid to upper 80, so... Um, you know, on nights when he's on, he's still able to hit his spots and get guys out. And nights when he's off, um, you know, like we saw last night, he's going to have uh, he's going to have his troubles. But um, but tonight was able to settle down as much as he possibly could um, and, and get the outs for for the Nets there in, in a big eighth inning. Yeah, and after he came up big, Ian Desmond not a particularly great night yet again for Ian Desmond at the plate. Ends up 0 for three, but comes up really big in the ninth inning. Walks, steals second. 
takes third on a sack bunt by Matt Dan Decker and then scores and an RBI single to right by Michael Taylor, who just drops a blooper in there to put the Nats up 7-4. to four. The running game even more important as the ninth inning went on, which we'll get to in a second. But really nice way for Desmond to contribute there, take the patient walk on a full count pitch and ends up stealing his fifth base of the season and eventually scoring a run to put the Nationals up 7-4. to four. Yeah, he was up. He was uh, 0 for 3 with a K up until that point, so um, he was able to redeem his uh, his night at, at the bat. Um, you know, uh, you know, somewhat in, during that uh, during that sequence. But um, I want to go back to the double play that he and uh, Espinosa turned uh, the inning prior. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just a, a tremendous play by Espinosa to pick it going to his right, um, tossing to Desmond, and then uh, Desmond's probably one of two or three shortstops in the game that has enough farm strength to make the throw that he did, you know, planning on second base with his right foot and then throwing, falling away, um, you know, Moore had to stretch for it. It wasn't right on target, but he got it there and was able to turn the big double play. Um, You just don't see, you don't see too many shortstops being able to complete that double play. So as rough of his eyes as I've been on Desmond at times on this show, I wanted to give him props where it was due. Yeah, definitely, and just getting that throw off at all was pretty impressive. Danny Espinosa with a great play to snag a one-hop liner, hit right at him, but makes a toss to second, and Espinosa somehow gets enough on that throw to get it over there. The Nationals go into the ninth with a 7-4 lead. Drew Storing comes on looking for save number 96, 96-26, puts two on with one out, <laughs> pops up Chris Parm. Chris Farmley and Adam Jones earns the finals and save number 26 of the year. A little shaky outing by Drew Storm, but he gets it done and might just be headed to the All-Star game now that we know that Max Scherzer is going to pitch tomorrow. And I knew that last night when I listened to Buck Walter talk and the managers of the opposing team usually know more before uh, players do and before they make announcements. And he kind of let slip a little spoiler there that they were going to have two more tough pitchers coming up with Zimmerman today and Scherzer tomorrow before the Nationals announced it. But with another good outing and might be head of the All-Star game, as I mentioned. Yeah, he had it all the way. Uh, <laughs> um, and there, there's a lot of uh, hair pulling and teeth gnashing and the rendering of garments is with regards to the Nats bullpen. And obviously, last night, uh, you know, we we saw them we saw them give one back. But you know, the Nats are now what 38 and three when leading after seven innings. So um, yeah, they might give up a few hits, and yeah, they might. Uh, you know, their ERA might not be as sparkling in the seventh and eighth innings as it is in the ninth inning, but um, but they're getting the job done. It's uh, um, it's not always pretty, and it's not always simple, and it's not always the way that the fans want to see it. But, um, you know, Storn has been, you know, pretty efficient. You know, we, he gave up a couple of base runners tonight, but was able to bear down and, um, you know, and, and make out that of, you know, a couple of pretty tough hitters. I mean, Parmley... You know, isn't an all-star, but Adam Jones is. He's one of the, the better hitters in the American League, and um, you know, got a little scared with that flare there, but was able to eventually put him away. You know, I think I had the stat in my notes too: 40 and three at this point. They were 39 and three going into tonight's game after when they're leading after seven innings. So as much as there's been some talk and chatter about them looking for a back-of-the-bullpen arm, and Clippard and a few other guys mentioned the bullpen is getting it done when they hand them leads. So not necessarily a place you need to upgrade. We both said the first baseman and outfielder kind of is what we'd like to see the Nationals go out and get more than anything else. But when they get to that A-pen, they're doing the job so far this season in the first half with one game left in the so-called first half of the season before the All-Star break tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, before we wrap up, the Nationals 7-4 to tonight. 
they improved to, I do believe, let me just double-check myself on this, 47-39 and 39 a year with the win. While they're playing tomorrow, probably in the sixth or seventh inning of the game, we're going to get the All-Star Futures game. Lucas Giolito, the 2012 first-round pick. Trey Turner, the Padres 2014 first-round pick that the Nationals acquired, both of them in the top 10 in Baseball America's midseason top 50 when it was released this week. Two big prospects for the Nationals that are going to impact the major league level and be impactful, as Rizzo likes to say, in the next couple of years. Good uh, showcase for them tomorrow to get a look at what both of them have. Giolito probably only throw an inning like most pitchers do in this, but we should get a good look at Turner on a big stage tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be fun. I don't think a lot of Nats fans have actually seen Turner play yet. Um, you know, certainly not in person, but uh, even on uh, even on the internet. So it'll be a good opportunity to actually see Trey Turner and see what he can bring. Um, you know, he's fast. He's got a decent amount of pop. He's uh, a good defender. Um, you know, and, and he's close. You know, the, he's so close that um, that it might make um, might make the roster interesting next season, but. Um, Giolito, probably another year after this one off, but again, just worlds of talent. He's probably the best pitcher in the minor leagues right now. Um, he'll be fun to watch uh, against the best, the other best players. Um, you know, best prospects coming up tomorrow. Yeah, it should be a fun game to watch on the DVR after I watch the Nationals beat the. Orioles in the series finale and the first half finale tomorrow. Unfortunately, we're out of time, so we have to get my hot take on who gives a blank about batted ball speed, but we'll get to that some other day. I just think it's ridiculous that everyone's obsessed with that now because they have that stat available when no one gave an S about it beforehand, but we'll talk about that some other time. 47-39 on the year. Nationals set up a rubber match with the Orioles tomorrow. Pitching matchup if it's available. Yep, Chen versus Scherzer. Scherzer going to pitch tomorrow, so he's not going to pitch in the All-Star game. He reiterated that point when they talked to him during the game tonight. So we'll get to see Scherzer one more time in the first half tomorrow. We'll get to see him introduced at the All-Star game, but that's it. That's nightly sponsored by the District Sports page and CentralBaseball.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow night, Dave. Sounds good. So I guess it's going to Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.